Welcome to Chronicles of a Medium. I'm your host, Rain Hashi, psychic medium, intuitive healer. Join me for compelling conversations into true crime, mediumship, and everything in between. Oftentimes, I get messages well before an investigation, and at times it can leave me feeling very unsettled. On this particular case, all I knew is that our team would be going back to LA soon. Nothing else was mentioned. We are never given information about any of our cases except for travel times and accommodations along with a schedule for call time. I knew that I would be traveling when my visions began. The house had an eerie silence, like at any moment something was going to jump out of the darkness and make its presence known to me. Brushing it off and turning out the lights I settled back into bed because I'm not going to be bullied. It didn't take long before I fell asleep and a vision started. There I was standing outside the oddest house with what looked like a balcony of sacrifice. Below, large tropical plants that you knew lurked the biggest spiders. Suddenly, I'm standing in the back alley and moving through the house to a secret door. I pass through the secret door as I hear screams of a woman, now showing me she works for a monster who has done unspeakable things to her and to many others. I am pulled back up the stairs through the secret hallway and into his office where he sits on his desk in the study. He sits on the edge, his appearance deceiving, his handsome good looks cannot hide the monster within. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, a man of many faces and personalities. I must warn you, the following has frightening content. Do not listen if you are sensitive to true crime investigations. I watched his arrogance fill the room as his energy tried to consume me. Unwavering in my distrust for this strange man who seemed to be dark and evil. Suddenly shifting, he became angry as he lunged at me, grabbing both my arms and I'm falling backwards. The feeling of endlessly falling without control. And I struggled to free myself, not only from his grasp, but from whatever vision this was. Calling out to my angels for help to pull me out of this waking dream, I'd had enough. And then suddenly I'm standing back in the safety of my own room, except his hands were still holding my arms firmly. 
His hair seemed fuller and unkept from our altercation. He was the master of disguise, now wearing a uniform with his name sewed in the front of it. This was a fake uniform. He was trying to deceive me. Who was he trying to fool with this uniform? You could just tell he had done many terrible things. The screams of the woman still echoed in my mind as images of her murder played out. I could feel the angels waking me up further and further, pulling me out of his evil grasp. Squeezing my arms, he makes a promise to return. Months after my first encounter with the man with the secret staircase, I found myself sitting on the plane as memories of my vision invaded my mind. The screams of the victim returned and chills ran down my spine, causing the hair to stand up on my neck. I found myself curious while the vision of this house returned, expanding on the information that had begun so many months before. A victim whispers in my ear, remember me? I looked around to see if the woman beside me was disturbed by the energy of the insistent murder victim who was trying to communicate with me on a plane of all places. It was clear to me she was uninterested, but the victim whispering in my ear had to be related to the investigation. I was about to experience something I'd never really known before or signed up for. And because I didn't know where I was going, the intrigue and apprehension and the mystery swirled around in my thoughts. The woman next to me leading as far away from me as she could possibly be in our confined space made me smile knowingly and I don't mind creeping people out. She didn't know why she was creeped out either, but she was. I pulled out my journal to document the information coming to me. Images flooding in of countless women with all tragic endings and profoundly disturbing details. Finally landing in LAX. I gathered my luggage, my thoughts, and made my way to the waiting car. Climbing into the back seat, I was greeted greeted by a familiar face of our teammate and we headed up to meet with other people. Now filled with excitement and growing apprehension, I closed off the victim's voices who were still calling for my attention. At the same moment, I catch the watchful eyes of our driver while the radio catches the energy waves of the victims I was trying to ignore. Never knowing the car cameras are on, he hits record and he laughs and so it begins. I love picking up you mediums. Nothing could prepare me for what we were about to walk into. 
What are the chances a cold case murder investigation could have anything to do that would cause concern for a medium? I walked into this project thinking it would be a simple ghost hunt and that it was throughout the many years of giving readings, the deceased came through and told their stories. And I moved on to the next one. Uh, But boy, was I wrong. This was not the same. Settling in after my flight for a rest before the big whirlwind of the next 72 hours of filming in the portals of hell. As a natural born medium, I thought I'd seen it all. There I was, little left to experience, given my background so far. Or so I thought. The next day, shortly after 5 a.m., I recall being excited to be a part of my team and couldn't wait to see where we would be investigating this time. We never knew where it was going to go. And um, to keep things authentic, uh, I was blindfolded in the back of the Lexus. Good thing I trust my people cameras rolling as I became aware of his presence. He's back. The man with the secret staircase. Familiar and alarming. The screams of the woman whispering in the air like a memory. An energy imprinting leaving clues behind for anyone awake to hear her cries. This time there is more than one victim. It was like they were lined up to have their turn to have a voice with the living. Blindfold intact, I'm led into the house and waited for my cue to begin. And as I stood there waiting with the producer, a cool breeze began to circle around a sign the angels were offering their protection. Starting at my feet, swirling around upwards towards my head, and it repeated several times. The amount of victims waiting to be heard. At first, I thought we had been at a graveyard. It was the only thing that made sense. Boy, was I wrong. When the blindfold came off, I had no idea where I was. I'd never seen or read or watched anything about this location. I'd never been one to keep up with the news or anything about Hollywood, and I'm still not. I scanned the room and at first glance was surprised at my surroundings. Such a thought-provoking detailed house. As I walk through, I begin, I realize The aesthetics were a surface distraction from the darkness within the very foundation. It seemed like the perfect metaphor for Hollywood. Promises of a fairy tale and dreams do come true, but the end behind the curtain lies the facade. Every man for himself, do or die, kill or be killed, mentally judged or be judged. 
and only the strong will survive. On the exterior was a glorious, stunning mansion, beautifully landscaping, meticulously maintained with stylish decor, all with hidden meaning. Everything began jumping out to me as I discovered the heinous and unthinkable ritualistic killings, lies and secrets buried deep within the dirt floor in the darkest part of the house. The smell of burnt flesh lingering in the air in the wake of many decades past old crimes. The smell of the past, or was it the past? Nothing was as it seemed to be, and yet everything felt like here and now. Was this still happening? This place took on a whole new light as darkness closed. And when he appeared, the man from the secret staircase, like the king of the darkness himself, standing proud of his servants, chained to him in the afterlife. During the day, the energy of the house sat in stillness and anticipation of what the night would bring. And in a quiet knowing, the energy, even during the day, was palpable. You just knew something was there, watching, waiting. The house held many secrets deep within the depths of the foundation. Echoes of power and control. A human experiment, if you will. I sat watching the transition of not only the house, but our team. And as I pulled energy off of others, it's safe to say this was going to be a life-changing event. Not just for me, but for everybody, every one of us. This is an understatement. The team moved through the hours on adrenaline. The more we explored the house and its secrets, the further down the rabbit hole we went. As I sat down, I could feel spirit all around me, trying to pry my mouth open and get inside my body. I knew it wanted to possess me. Even thinking about it, I can still feel their intrusive hands on me as my hair stands up at the back of my neck. Taking a break to regroup, I sat at the dining room table. I lit some incense and turned on some sacred sounds to reboot along with a few others who was also depleted. We sat there and as we sat listening to others in other rooms, these gold flakes began to fall from the ceiling with no logical explanation. This was one of the most powerful experiences of my life. Stay tuned for part two. You've been listening to Chronicles of a Medium. I'm your host, Maureen Hashi, Psychic Medium, Intuitive Healer. Join me for compelling conversations into true crime, mediumship, and everything in between. Until next time, be well.